This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. It's an open topic show this week, so we're looking for your calls. Join the conversation with us right now. Lines are open 877 MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys this morning? Well, you know, no, jump in. It's a, it would be a great morning to put up your ghost. Your, your, put, oh, put your ghost your for room? Halloween? Yeah. Yeah, because it's so foggy outside. Oh, it is true. It's true. Um, I had to turn my lights on this morning on the way to work just to find it. Yeah, yeah. it's well, kind of spooky it, out yeah. there. You know, it, it is fun, though. Yeah. So um, what you guys get into this weekend? So, what are you working on, Pam? Oh, you know, I'm always up in it. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> I always got something. I spent the entire weekend, Jeff, listen to this. I spent the entire weekend taking down my storm windows. Oh, boy. And cleaning. And cleaning them, scraping them, painting them, putting weather stripping on them. <laughs> wow. And then I and then I just just because I'm a little nuts, I added the um the reflective so the sun isn't as strong. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they I gotta tell Is this, you. Did you buy like film or yes, something? Yes, I bought the film. I tried it on one smaller window uh-huh. and I was pleased. So now no I'm bubbling a, or anything like pretty that. Pretty much, I'm a professional. Really? Because I've done. You know, open up a two, tent shop now. I've done four or five windows, and I'm just going to keep going around the house. Now I'm on a roll. <laughs> you, you know the 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 storm window salesperson is has losing got, his mind right well, now. Well, no, well that and he, he's 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 losing his house because. I don't know when the last time someone bought a storm window. Right. Oh, no. The, uh, yes, these are old. You know, this house no, was built in 58. No, yeah, so. no, nobody ever. No. We don't buy storm you windows buy anymore. Storm. But you remember, uh, who's our uh, talk of caulk? What was that guy's name? Um, he, out of Arkansas. Uh, Doug Rye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Doug yeah. Rye. Doug Rye. I went to one of his seminars, I mean, 15 years ago. I think yep. he's recently passed. But uh, I went to one of his seminars, and I asked him about my windows and my insulation, and his big thing was you save as much money if you just caulk those windows and seal them all up. Right. And I was like, right. oh, okie dokie then. Really? Instead of putting in brand new double pane, or you can get triple panes yeah. now, hmm. windows, I just, and it really made a huge difference. Wow. It, it did. Now, I'll tell you something that made a huge difference at our house. We're, we're 100% electric. Right. Uh, I've told you all this before. Gas stops at my neighbor. Right. So we, we got a brand new heating and air uh, put in both upstairs and downstairs. Mm-hmm. And we went with the high efficiency. And, and I'm going to tell you what, it, it was like we just cut the power off. Our, our, our utility really? bill went, went, went down, went, went down to nothing. Mm-hmm. That's so, amazing. Just by going to high efficiency, the high efficiency uh, heat and air unit. What's your refrigerant? Is it the R22 or is it that new stuff? It's cold when it comes out of the vent. <laughs> okay, there you, you go. <laughs> right. It is a DIY show. We don't have to get detail. Right. I don't wake up in the middle of the night hot. Are right. you getting a tax rebate? Do you get any rebates oh, on that? I doubt it. I don't know. 
I don't know. Ask, ask, ask your installer because they can yeah. file that paperwork for you and uh, get you some a little money back. Neato. Mm-hmm. And the installers will do that? Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. a good idea. I yeah. didn't know that. No, you just talk to them about it, and they'll, they'll show you how. I mean, yeah. you know, well, it depends if it's Bubba down the street. Probably not. Right. <laughs> if you get a... A show enough professional, right? They will know. They or they'll have that information. Like when I had mine done, and I'm telling, it's a train, uh, and I will. Uh, that's what I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 A train. High, and mine's not a high efficiency because it was before that. I had it put in 15 years ago, and I'm telling you, that thing, my energy bill just plummeted. Yeah. It went to I was like averaging between two, three hundred dollars a right. month. And now I'd be lucky to hit 100. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I read an article yesterday, as a matter of fact, that was talking about, I wish I wish Timmy was here to ask this, was talking about the units that are air-conditioned units that are made overseas. Uh, they had been, for years, they had been a lot cheaper. And all of a sudden, they're really, they're, they're now no less expensive than the homegrown versions. So the brands that people have bought that have been maybe Chinese made or whatever else are no longer going to be the cheap option anymore. Hmm. Uh, yeah, which which is is you, you know I, I, I'm kind of with that. I'm kind of for that because maybe that will push people to a better product. You know what I'm saying? Instead oh, of just yeah. choosing the cheapest product. Uh, Don't if, choose the cheapest air conditioner. Not an air conditioner. Please. No. Well, you, really and truly, you shouldn't choose the cheapest anything. anything. Right. <laughs> Nothing. Right. I mean, if if you went to a restaurant and they had a very good fillet, I mean, uh-huh. top of the line, and they had a two dollar fillet, or are you right, going to yeah. get the two dollar? I mean, it's not even <laughs> worth the calories. You be chewing right. in the next week. You get a two dollar version. <laughs> I mean, so, so, and and look, it's, it's, it's there. I can't think of one thing that there's a benefit by buying the cheapest one. Right. Well, yeah. And I agree because you need to know what the pieces parts are made out of and the cheap pieces parts. There's a reason it's cheap. You're going to replace those pieces parts all the time to the point that it's going to cost you what it would have cost to get a a midline to top of the line product. Well, and there's a good, there's, there's a good lesson there too, Pam, is that, is that some units make it very difficult to repair. And what that does is it makes you get a new air conditioning. Mm -hmm. And then, then you just spent twice, you know, on the, on the say when you could have just bought once a better model and another thing to keep in mind too if you're going to replace your unit i just highly recommend unless you you know and you know and a lot of times it's finances but think about this don't put a a a model a with a model f yeah exactly right right you know your interior unit and your exterior unit they need they, they, they play need, better together. They, yeah. they need to talk to each other. They do. And um, yeah, they, so, yeah, that's a good point. They've worked out all their communication issues. Their relationship right. is good. But you come in and add something, somebody that doesn't know right. the team rules. <laughs> right. But you, you know, the same rule goes: don't, don't, don't buy the cheapest one. And sometimes don't buy the most expensive one either. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true because it, you can overkill. That's right. One of the things that's we've right. learned on this show: buying the most expensive washer and dryer may get you in trouble. It might. Yeah, you know, because it's all electronic, whereas a base model might be just the well, little it's rotor just thing. Smarter than me, and I just <laughs> I don't know how to talk to it. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, <laughs> speaking of, uh, before we go to Sarah, I've got Sarah on the line in Oxford, but I wanted to tell you this weekend, I was riding down the road and my radio in my car just turned off, went black. I'm, I'm floored. You know, so I'm hitting the, pad, the power button. That's not good for a radio guy. I know. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm hitting the button over and over and nothing's going on. So I'm like, okay, nothing makes a thing just turn off like uh, the power shutting off. Well, power shutting off in a car a lot of times is a fuse, a it's blown a fuse. fuse, right? So so I followed this. I looked at the, the guides to see where the radio fuse was for my car and I pulled it out. Everything's fine. Oh, boy. And then Ruh-roh. I think, wait a minute, there's another fuse that they yes. don't talk about a lot. That fuse is actually in the back of the radio. An inline fuse. Yes, there's an inline fuse in the back of the radio. So what I did was, uh, as I will do, I pulled the radio out. There was the fuse. Pulled the fuse out. Boom. We're ready to go. We're, the radio's back in business. But that was it. It didn't dawn on me. That can happen to other people. But, that, but you know what puzzles me is why did it blow? It had to short out or something. Well, here is the story behind that. I have to give you this. Uh, A lot of you don't know, uh, because you don't know me personally, I wear hearing aids. And that is because I've been in radio for 30 years with headphones on and going to concerts and all this other stuff. And I've lost a ton of hearing well, when I'm all alone by myself oh, driving down the road, you are did. you that guy? I know what you did. <laughs> you I, 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 do I the same crank thing. that I thing do the up same thing. <laughs> when I'm alone. <laughs> yes. and, I, and I don't yes. have to try to listen That's to something. Right. That's right. I make it listenable for me. Well, <laughs> too much power. Too going much through. power going through. Yes. I blew it out. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah anyway. You're that neighbor. Th- that will happen. <laughs> no, I turn it down in my neighborhood. But when I, I I'll say this. There's uh, for those of you who know the area. There's a, an interchange in, in Jackson. We call it the stack. It's where 55 and 20 merge, mm-hmm. like this, this major thoroughfare. Well, and, and going over the stack on that top level and looking at the sky going over, the radio's jamming, the windows are open. <laughs> That's my world, man. That oh, is just, and then the fuse. Jason's having, <laughs> right. having a moment. Having a moment. Well, and if you're going to talk about fuses, don't forget about the inline fuse on your air conditioner. I learned that lesson. There's one at three amp. Oh, really? Okay. Sure enough. I didn't right. know that. Uh huh. Yeah. Thank you for that. Must be on the. Must be for the on the thermostat. No, it was actually um, right inside on the blower, and oh. we had a power outage. Oh, it sure is. And oh, and it took out that. Took yes. that out. Yes. Took that three. That little dollar fifty cent fuse out, and oh yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. All right, look, we've been waiting, Sarah. We've been making Sarah wait for too long. She's in Oxford, and you've got a question about installing some gutters, right, Sarah? Uh oh. <laughs> um, yes, I do. Um, Go for yeah, it. Yeah, so we moved into our house, and um, there there are no gutters on oh. the house, and we get pools of water uh, around the, the foundation that we're trying to, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. move. And and so um, we don't know. I mean, just looking at it, we're pretty, um, you know, pretty handy people, but. Um, we don't know if that's a bigger job than we can do ourselves. Um, are you so talking any, about installing? Any, uh, advice you have about doing our gutters ourselves? Yeah, are you talking mm-hmm. about installing your gutters yourself? Right. Right. Okay. We're, yeah, we're I'm talking about installing gutters. Yeah, and we want to do some kind of water collection so that we can use it for the garden. Okay. Um, and um, and so yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm going to hand it to the pros. But I will say, as a DIYer, I've done this. I don't suggest it. 
Um, <laughs> I agree with that. Do yeah. not. And, and here, he, here's it's a lot here's, of ladder here's work. the reason that you cannot run your own gutters. Uh, you don't have a gutter machine. Right, so, right. And what what he means is that you can, and I've done this, this is what I did, you can go and buy the gutters from your, your local store, right, mm-hmm. and put them up yourself. Yeah. Uh, uh, They're never the I right don't, I don't know if you know <laughs> that there are, like, specifications. I didn't know this. There are, like, specs of, like, how the pitch of your roof, how big the gutter should be, right. all, all these neat things that you put into the equation when you're putting up a gutter that I was clueless about. All I thought was you just put a trough up in front of it, and here we go. Well, not m- remember my comment about the fillet, about the two dollar yeah, fillet. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 Sarah, you're fixing to go buy a two dollar fillet, right? Yeah, because would, the yeah. the little right. five inch gutter that you're going to buy at the big box store, all you're doing is throwing your money away and throwing uh, the water in your soffits. So right. you, you you need a six inch K style, um, and and it and it will be seamless. So, um, and those guys come out with a machine just, and yeah, actually just, make the gutters on site to fit right. your home. That's right. So, so just for that reason, um, you, you don't want to do your own gutter work. And, and there's many more reasons, but that's the main one. Well, and let me ask something too. How old is the house? Um, it's, you know, I don't know. It's probably about 30 years old. It's a brick house, three mm. bedroom, um, rectangle shape so it's got a nice shape to it um but yeah it, it kind of confirms my fear of <laughs> of doing it uh doing it ourselves well yeah, yeah and i mean just sarah think think about it unless you go up and down a ladder every day just just stay just stay on the ground well, it, and, it's not worth it yeah, um, and let me make another suggestion mm. i do not as a home inspector and i've been doing this about 20 years I don't recommend gutters in houses that are over two years old if they've never had them. Really? And the reason Ah. is your foundation is used to what it's been getting. If you dry all that up, you may buy yourself foundation problems. Some cracking? Yeah. Because all of a sudden that house is used to the drainage and the water that it's been getting. And you're going to change that drastically when you put those gutters up. Hey, can you see any, um, uh, Sarah? Can you see uh, any any real pooling going on? So yeah, a little bit around uh, some of the edges, and so we've we've um, we've dug some ditches. I was about to say it might be a good place for a French drain instead of that. Yeah, yeah we've I done would... that. Yeah, I would I would kind of look at that and and what I tell my clients is that if you're just thinking that you really need gutters, I would get the recommendation from a structural engineer. Have them come in okay. and take a look at the slope and cuz you could probably save some money and do it in landscaping versus adding the gutters. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I I would on a house that's 30 years old, if it were if it were me. <laughs> I'd hire a landscaper and deal with my drainage that way, but that's just, you know. Well, what do you think, Sarah? You going to stay off the ladder? Yeah, I I will. I think we will. And and actually, um, uh, we actually were going the route of landscaper as well. We want to have someone come in and grade the property. Um, So we may start with that. Oh, well, if you grade uh, the property, the water is going to move anyway. Yeah. 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 That might solve the problem. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope that helps. 
uh, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, yes. And uh, I've got another um, email about gutters, but we're going to do that one after the break. We need to cover some business first. It's time for our first break of the hour. We want to hear from you. What's happening at your home? Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. It's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts bring you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio. Or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspector Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. If you didn't hear the previous call before we went to break, she was asking if she should self-install gutters. And although they sell this equipment, uh, you know, gutters, things like that, it, it unless you really know what you're doing, you should really consider that. Another thing we mentioned, I mentioned a job on, on a break. Being on a ladder is one thing. Being on a ladder with tools and using them is a completely <laughs> different thing. I've been up there with an electric screwdriver on the top of a ladder. And, you know, the electric screwdriver doesn't, doesn't weigh a pound, but it will shift your weight if you do it wrong you know um and then you have to push really hard to get it to work so yeah you gotta gotta have some leverage right so so it's you know anyway kind of dangerous one of the things one of the emails i got hi we have a company coming to look at our house gutters and want to give us an estimate to replace them with the kind of gutters that keep out leaves debris etc and allows the water to drain out what should we ask them? What do we need to know? Thanks, Taylor. Taylor, I'm so glad you sent this email to us because, boy, are there things you need to know about having somebody come and look at your gutters and suggest um, the gutter guards, basically, any sort of gutter guard. First, uh, we've said this on the show before. There is no perfect gutter guard, and they only all kind of work, uh, the gutter guards, meaning that if um, – if you go to put this gutter guard in there, uh, any pines, pines don't care about gutter guards. It goes straight through the holes. The needles go straight into the holes. They'll stick there forever. So it does help, though. It does help, but it it does not make uh, – gutter guards do not make your gutters maintenance-free. They do not. You still have to get up there and check them and, and, and work some stuff out. So what do you guys think? This person's coming over to – help this listener decide what gutters they want and they're trying to sell her gutter guards at the same time they're taking down the old gutters because she says company to look at our house gutters and give us an estimate to replace them with new gutters and gutter guards uh i am hesitant there you know i like a gutter guard if i'm not surrounded by pine pine trees (laughs) yeah if it's leaves there's 
there's a couple very good ones out there. Mm-hmm. One that 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 I really like um, is um, it's a piece of foam that yeah. it actually fills up the gutter. I like that one. That one works pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's another one where the material uh, flows over it. it. It almost has a top on it. Yes, yes. And 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 so your your like a debris, plastic top with little holes. Yeah, the debris flows over. And it's curved kind of like an airplane wing, and the water kind of curls back under mm-hmm. and actually drip. It goes down in the gutter. Um, now, all, with all that being said, when you have pine needles, mm-hmm. uh, nothing, all nothing works. Just save your money and hire the guy every exactly. year. Exactly. To come clean, clean your guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah you that, know, that's your that's your gutter guard. I'm right. fitting to have fitting to have this done, and um, some of the things that I am considering is what's the wood look like behind the gutter? Because a lot of times you'll take those down, so you kind of need to, right? You know, go ahead and budget for some of that work to be done. Yeah. Um, and then I want to make sure that they're angled correctly. What happened in my past uh, situation? was that they weren't angled right. Mm-hmm. And so that will hold debris if you don't have – and what – I don't know what the math is on that. It's like a quarter-inch uh, drop every – I don't know. Um, maybe your listener can tell us. Yeah. There's a – but if they're not angled right – and this is what I'll see is that people will come in and put that gutter, and they'll tuck it right up against – Careful. The bottom of uh, yep. the shingle, mm-hmm. but there's no drop in it. There's no, mm-hmm. so the water just sits there. Right. And then if you get any kind of a clog now, you got a problem because what what we have here in Mississippi, other parts of the country are different, but we don't have rain. We have gully washers. Right, yeah. And so if you don't have any fall on that gutter and we get a gully washer, now you've created an overflowing river and the water's going right in your soffit. Oh, Wow. Never considered that. Yeah, you really got to be careful about, and that's why I don't advocate for handyman installation on gutters. You really need somebody who knows well, what it, they're it's, doing. It's a two-man job. Yes. You know, because, you know, s- some of these runs can be... 20 feet long. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. you, you're not going to hold that by yourself. Mm-mm. Right. Um, no, right. and then kind of think about a drip edge or something. I love this. I want to look at what you're talking about on that. Leaf, I, I love that idea because sometimes what will happen, too, is that if the gutter isn't put up right, that shingle will sag. Right, right. And then you've got a whole other set of problems with asphalt because asphalt comes off roofs every time it rains. It mm-hmm. just always yes. does. So if you don't have enough fall in it, you're going to fill it up with asphalt, and now you've got a gully washer. Well, yes. another thing the gutter installers do, when I do not agree with this, I've had several conversations about this. Is this the one where you disagree with uh, Pam? About pulling the one by two? Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's and I'm I'm gonna I agree with Jeff. If it's if it is wanna, a Tyvek product, I don't care. But if it's wood, take it off. I, I do, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't want to take my one by two off. I want to mount my gutter to the one by two. That Poor way, one by two. That this way, is, <laughs> that way, it keeps the gutter off of the fascia board. This is this is so, the place where these two, two. Yeah. <laughs> These two get into it. Each because time. if you don't, if that guy, okay, so gutter people, if you're going to do that, I'm going to give that to you. If you're going to do that, you better put a bracket behind it. Because if you don't, when there's a gully washer, it's going to rip right off that one by two. Okay. It's going to sag. All right. Number yeah, call. The, it's the, 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 the one by two is not holding it anyway. 
No, you, you, you. Yeah, you I'm not you, letting you guys do this. You better be screwed into the subface. Do you know how much water weighs? See, yeah. I'm not doing Seven this. Seven and a half pounds per gallon. <laughs> the number is 888-372-GIVE. 888-372-GIVE. If you don't know, if you've listened to the show before, if this is your first show, occasionally, and we're happy about this, Jason. our contractors disagree. Are you in drive mode? <laughs> Why? Did I just give the phone number for drive? You just gave the drive phone number. Dude, that was straight out of my head. That's not even on the piece of paper. Oh, read driving. the paper. Read the paper. Okay, yeah. 888. There I do it again. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can go to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Java, something you and I talked about last week when we were flying solo was your ceiling fan, the chain, had broken. You went out and got this little gadget that you put into the light kit, and it's basically the it's oh, the pull chain. It's, it's a remote. No, it? it's a it's a little it's oh, a little gadget for about a okay. dollar yeah, thirty at the store. You can believe it, Jason. Yeah. I, I still hold that DIY feather in my hat, and that was like three weeks ago. <laughs> right? Yeah. So congratulations. So what, what he did was the chain uh, broke on his pull chain fan. So and believe it or not, the thing that that holds that holds the chain is just yeah, you know, it's a two dollar plastic the part. The chain fan chain holder. Yeah. So yeah. so, but anyway, he went to the store, got it, installed it, and now it has a working fan. But I did get a, a question in. So good morning, thanks for your show. I have a ceiling fan or I have a ceiling fan pull chain broken off just inside the opening. That sounds familiar, right? Where the chain exits the housing. Tips or suggestions to fix or replace. Different models probably have different techniques. Mine doesn't look like an easy remove. The housing setup, uh, it doesn't look like an easy remove housing setup, unfortunately. New fan. What, now, see, this is, this is, you know, yeah, instead see, of spending the $7. I was. I was like, man, do we have to get a new fan? But I unscrewed a screw. And, uh, you know, I saw There's where I could awesome take it apart. There's some fans out there right now. Well, I look, mean, the, awesome. if it's on the light kit, that's really easy. Because yeah. like like uh, like like Java said, you can basically undo one thing, and, and it'll show you the inner workings of that light kit. And there's the little switch sitting right on the side. And it's usually either glued or, I mean, it's not even really in there good. Yeah, just be sure. <clears throat> this is kind of off, what I've learned how to do on. is, did you take the casing off and took a picture of what you needed and then went and got it? I still have them on my phone. There you there go. You go. <laughs> yeah, don't go get it and then come back and think right. that's going to work. It's so, just... to answer your question, you can fix this. Do it. Do it. Pam said, take a picture. Now, now I know you say that the casing doesn't look easy. All of them are held on muscrews. Every casing is held on muscrews on a fan. There are no glued casings or pressed or anything like that. So, um, you can get that off of there. And I know this sounds spooky. But it's one little switch, and it does. What what it run you, Java, when you bought it? It was like three three dollars. Three dollars. Yeah. Three. It's a little plastic switch, which is an on and off switch. That's all it is. You know, we should have a. Uh, <clears throat> I have a new thing for the show. We should have a trip count. How many? No. How many times? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it, it depends. If you're plumbing, if it's going to be fifteen at, trips. At, right? at a minimum. <laughs> a minimum fifteen minimum. trips. What's right. your trip count? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I'm saying this is a uh, two trip count. Uh, if this you, is about a two trip. Count. If you take yeah. a picture, it's a two trip. If you take your photo, count. yeah. But if you don't take your photo, and then what get, she's talking about, folks, is how many times you have to go back, back to, to the, the store. hardware store to get that one thing that you forgot. Where you're you, on yeah. a first name basis with right. the guy in the aisle. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I see you coming through the door. Back right. again? Back right. again? <laughs> What'd you forget? <laughs> I just, buy. I, I kind of got, because I had a lot of trip counts, uh, projects going out of the house. I just buy several different things, and then I take mm. it back, what see, I don't use. And you guys, like you said, hey, I know you walking in. I feel like the guy says you still got money. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> uh, all right, let's go to uh, Joanna. She's in Biloxi. What's going on, Joanna? Hi. Um, I have a walk-in shower, and it's made. Uh, it's not tile. It's slate. Kind of like slate you see on roofs. Yep. Uh, we did not install this. It was in the home when we purchased it. We found that over the years, as the water hits the slate, it deteriorates. It has gone into our plumbing and oh. slows the drain down. Wow. My question is, is there something that I can coat the slate with, uh, a coverage of something that would keep it from deteriorating? Is the slate on the floor? It's on the floor and on the wall. How big is it? How, how big is it uh, on the floor? It's uh, about two feet by okay. five feet. Well, that, no, no. How big is the pieces of slate that's on the floor? Oh, oh, they're probably 12 by 12. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's, that's the first problem. Uh, you can't put 12 okay. by 12s on the floor. So, coating... That you're again, you're throwing your money away because it's not built right. Um, I'm going to guess. Uh, did they take a fiberglass unit and put it on top, or or does it have a real mud bed, or or can you tell? The house was restored after Katrina, and I think they used what materials they could get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. it's beautiful, but it's not practical. I don't yeah, it, the slate is not is not what you want for the floor. I'm going to go a little off base have, here. I have, I have uh, regrouted the grout lines and everything. Right. Um, that didn't really make any, any difference. But I'm just wondering, if, I mean, is there a wax or something I can put on? Not you know, we, unless you want to fall down in the shower. Say, you don't want something slippery. <laughs> We've got a chemical that we use uh, in... Um, um, in handicap housing, uh, it's clear finish, um, and it's it's made for wet areas. We we put it outside showers and outside uh, bathtubs and stuff. What is it? What is it it's called? A, it's a grit. Oh, oh, it's a grit. It, yeah, it's a special order thing. I, I get it out of a company out of Atlanta. They, it would work, um, but but it's just a. It's uh, kind a of band-aid. A, kind of, it, it's a yeah. band-aid. It's a band-aid, um, yeah. Okay. What, what about tiling over it with proper tile? It would just deteriorate it. Now yeah. you've got a big mess. No, no. And you may break the, all the things. The, in. He, yeah. he, he, here's the real answer that we've been avoiding to uh-huh. say. <laughs> yeah. You, you, redo the shower. Yeah, that, that's the real answer. Yeah. Right, right. Because yeah, well, unfortunately, we, we need to sell the home, so I was just trying to. Uh, you know, you know, in in that case, I think the chemical that that um, that Jeff is talking about may be the way to go. I would call, uh, and I don't know where you get your chemicals, Jeff, but I, I might call the the local paint company. Maybe uh, they can they might, put that kind of yeah, thing together. This is a special order thing. If if uh, if you'll email me. 
I'll, I'll uh, yeah, email I'll, the show and yeah. I'll, I'll send something to Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, and you could also maybe put a just put a sealer on it and and maybe Google uh, slate sealer. I'm yeah. assuming that's kind of something. The like problem with the sealer, most of them are going to be slick. Yeah, it's going to need some grit. Right. Most of them, yeah. So. Right. But yeah, I mean th- okay. this uh, this is epoxy product and it is it's built for water. So. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I hope okay. that helps you. And I, I, I'm sorry about the ultimate answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, it's 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 so hard to give an answer when we know that the that the real answer is it needs to be ripped out and, and, done, ripped out, and yeah. done properly, and done right. Be, because you never put twelve by twelves on the floor. Well, it, and it won't it won't drain properly. It won't drain fast enough. And if you're huh. going to sell it, and they're going to get a home inspection, that's going to see get, it. It's coming up. It's coming up. I yep. mean, it's going to so, get tagged. So, right. all right, folks, time for a la- uh, well, no, another break in the hour. There we go. So keep listening. You still have, to have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. Call us with your questions or your comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. Eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, uh, got a, a call on the line from... Uh, Rick in Olive Branch. What's going on, Rick? How you guys doing this morning? We're doing good, sort of. So what's going on with you? Well, I was calling. I wanted to pay Pam a compliment. Uh, oh, thank you. I know. Well, <laughs> and don't hang up on me until I get this all out. But, oh, well, it might be backhanded. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, look, there is nothing sexier than a woman that knows what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've been and, called a uh, lot of things in my life, but not that. Right. <laughs> well, what was it? La- was it last week that Pam wasn't there? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just me M-I-A. and John Solo. Yeah. Am I? Yeah. And I tried to listen to the show, and yeah. I'm, I'm going. Man, get off! Lost. They're lost without. <laughs> um, Thanks, but, Rick. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, but uh, <laughs> Pam. Pam is kind of like uh, Allison Walker with autocorrect. You know, to hear her talk about automobiles and when pam talks about anything that's going on in a house uh there's no uh uh uh, uh or you know she she says it and i'm telling you that that's sexy pam it really is <laughs> well that's not an opinion we've had here before yeah, so i appreciate not. that right yeah awesome i'm gonna go home and tell all my friends right <laughs> you, you tell you tell your better half that he ought to be lucky Oh, well, they ain't a better half. (laughs) We got rid of that one a long time ago. (laughs) There might be now. (laughs) All right, thanks, Rick. We appreciate it. Uh, Let's uh, keep on moving. Eric is on the line in Fairhope, and, uh, oh, boy, a swimming pool issue. Jeff, this one's going to be all yours. All right, go for it, Eric. Hey, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Uh, 
we have a, a 1970s era swimming pool, and the pool part is great. No issues there. It's the deck around the pool that is our problem. Did you say uh, the deck the around the pool? Six, yes, sir. The decking mm-hmm. around the pool, mm-hmm. and uh, we um, it, it was originally exposed aggregate, or you know that pebble kind of concrete all the way around it. Somewhere along the way, somebody previous to us got the idea to lay ceramic tile over that. Uh-oh. The ceramic tile was cracking and breaking, and so we um, had all of that removed. But now there's, um, you know, you can see parts of the exposed aggregate, but then there are, there's, there's you know, the mud that held the ceramic tile. And right. Uh, yeah, it's so a mess. It's a yeah, mess. That's it. Have you guys thought about floating it? Um, what does that mean? <laughs> um, it, it, what is the surface that the tile was on? What kind of surface is it? Is it concrete? Well, it's, it's yeah, exposed. yeah, it's exposed aggregate. Okay, and yeah, a pretty the, thick layer of concrete. They did it right, but yeah, there, there's not a worse surface to walk on than exposed aggregate. <laughs> um, now, where did you t- say you're from? Fairhope, yeah. Alabama. Fairhope, Alabama. Um, you need. And uh, they're they're all over the place. We have a very good one here. Um, He's a concrete artist. Um, Okay. You're going to to need a concrete guy that can come Uh cap. Person. That, yeah, yeah, concrete person. (laughs) Because it could be Pam. It could be Pam, that's right. (laughs) No, Uh, it's not going to be Pam. We we need a concrete (laughs) person that that can come cap that walk for you. Is that what it's um, called, capping the walk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, ca- capping your, right. your 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 uh, flat work. So, right. uh, I would reach out to my um, concrete suppliers in my area, and they they will have that guy. Okay. Sure. sure. Or girl. All right. All, All right. right. <laughs> and, and should they um, seal it on top of that concrete cap, or should or is it okay to just? Go right over. The well, I'm sure again, they'll sell you that. Yeah, again, you know, I, we we are on the radio, so mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be cleaned. Is it the, the the surface has to be prepped to accept the 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 new surface? But but it's not something it's not something that's got to be jackhammered out. Okay, so. but does the new surface have to have? Uh, uh, Ceiling on it. No, uh, no, no. I, I, if I poured a walk around a swimming pool today, I wouldn't put ceiling on it. Absolutely not. You do want to make sure that there's a drop in it, though. You don't want to come in with something flat. You got that water's going to have. Oh, it to, needs to drain. It needs to drain to, away from the pool. So, and yeah. that's why you really need a professional on something like that. And concrete work, believe it or not, Jeff and I had this conversation oh, last week. It's art. Yeah, it's just you got really got to know because you know. I, and that was my. I was telling Jeff we were driving out to a project and i was like my favorite part of the contractor's test was concrete i just loved it i just thought it was fascinating the way it dries how you've got to pour it the expansion joints watching someone work concrete like watching someone work sheetrock is is there are a few people in the world that are amazing at that there are so many things to know about concrete concrete it's, it, it is it, is. it never if dries it, if it if it turns in the drum too many times it can yeah. it can spoil the temperature there, there, there's all kind of things about it's concrete. a science it's a whole science um, so wow. it's not something that 
I, I would never take on a, a concrete job. Oh, I would man, I have a blast with concrete. Somebody. They sell that stuff by the bag. It's awesome. <laughs> You're talking <laughs> quickcrete. Yes. Now, that's a different thing. Right, Quickcrete's yeah, yeah. totally different. All right. All right, let's go to uh, the phone. Kathleen is on the line in Osaka, one of our regulars. What's going on, Kathleen? Oh, I got a quick tip. Yeah. When you have a ceiling fan, leave them on year-round. Pick your up or down. It doesn't really matter, I guess. Mm-hmm. just depends on whether you like blue or green. But uh, when you buy the it has the light kit, okay, mm-hmm. instead of going to the switch all the time, leave that on. And when you put the little pulls down, leave one a little like two inches longer than the other so you can detect which one is for the light. Uh, fairly quickly. If right. you're short like me, five foot three, everything's way up there. Right. So you grab the one that you want it to be, and you only have to turn it on when you pull the switch. If you want it off completely, you can go to the ball. But uh, for everyday use, it's a quick look, and you can be short or tall, and it doesn't really matter, but it'll help out. That's a great idea. Thank you, Kathleen. Thanks, Kathleen. All right. We're going to move to uh, Lauren in Hattiesburg. And, boy, this is a great call for us. This is a great call for us. Lauren, go ahead and give us what you got. Hi. Um, so we have a house that was built in 1908. We bought it in April. Mm-hmm. And we have, some, we have a number of repairs that we need to get done. So we got two different quotes. Um, both are from licensed contractors, mm-hmm. and one was right around five thousand, and one was around fifteen thousand. Wow. Fifteen thousand. Yeah. So ten grand difference. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You need a third so, quote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly. What kind of questions do we need to ask to find out, like, why is the price so? Different? What do, What are you doing, Lauren? Um, so there's a lot of stuff. The biggest okay. item... It's a laundry the, list of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The on the quote that we just got back that was 15000 was um, we have a, a rim joist that's deteriorated. Uh-oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and there's like decking that needs to be removed and the framing around the door. So there's a lot of stuff. That goes gotcha. So between okay. five and fifteen. Five, well, five, five, five sounds uh, uh, too too low, uh, okay. and there are some contractors out there, and I'll probably get a phone call. But it's the truth. <laughs> There's some contractors out there that's going to bid it low, and then and then start doing change orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oldest trick in the book. Uh, to be quite honest, the 15 is probably, and again, we're on the radio, right. uh, house built in 1908, 15 is probably more realistic. Especially with a rotting uh, beam somewhere. Now, this is what I would do. I would call both contractors, and I would ask one simple question. Give me the name and number of who you are working for today. That's, okay. that's your reference. That's your biggest reference. And then pick up the phone, call that person, and say, hey, how is house contractor A doing for you, house contractor B doing for you? Because okay. I, I know you're, you're, you're in Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a few contractors down there. It, a, a contractor in Hattiesburg is not easy to find. So right. so it's, it's, it's not just I'm just going to go get another quote. Um, um. 
Uh, and two, the five thousand dollar person may not may not have looked at everything. So, yeah, and that's okay. a, that's the biggest problem with those, um, you know, on conventional foundations. A bunch of, there's a bunch of stuff you can't see. There's a lot of stuff you can't see, and I'm I'm kind of with Jeff. And let me just add this little caveat: when you start tearing out on the 1908, yeah, <laughs> get ready. Get there's ready. More, there's more behind there those is walls. There's going to be right. more. And right. so sometimes what will happen with contractors, and I really appreciate this, is they're going to give me the highest, what they think, I'm not going to, they're going to say, you're probably not going to max out on this. Right. And and just tell me the truth. That's the price I want. <laughs> That's the price I, I want. I, I want the high price. Um, I, I want the worst case scenario. Exactly. I, I don't want to feel good today, and then and then come come Friday, you're you're hitting me with a ten thousand dollar bill. I think I'm getting a five thousand dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Right? Or you tear something out and go, uh oh, I didn't see this. Right. Mm-hmm. So so give me and really that higher bid is probably somebody has done a bunch of these. Yep. And, and they want, know what's going. I did want to ask a question that 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 kind of made me curious. Did you get an itemized thing for me? These folks, did the itemized stuff um, match? Yeah. Um, both quotes were, they were itemized, but not like in a great okay. lot of detail. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When, when you do, uh, I would say you want to make sure that, that your estimates, the itemization match somewhat so that you're measuring apples and apples, you know? Well, and there are also. Not, and it's not, it's not, I know this sounds ridiculous, but you don't have to show, you don't have to show another person what what another person is bidding you can show them what they're bidding on you see what i'm saying in other words show them the itemized list from a previous contractor and say this is what he was going to fix it doesn't give any price it doesn't give any guarantee but it's there and that way you're at least comparing money sure yeah Yeah, sure yeah and also let me just make this suggestion and we've started doing this some let that contractor know, especially on a conventional foundation, a crawl space, that once the work is done, before they get their final pay, somebody's got, somebody that doesn't have a dog in the fight needs to go down there and check it all out. Ooh, good for you. Okay. Yeah, and, and well, if some of that stuff that you mentioned, beam and stuff like, you're going to need permitting, and someone's right. going to check it out anyway, hopefully. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody that doesn't, like I said, and, and we've started doing that for, for oh, clients. They'll know, have us come in and, and check something because. I, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. No. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this is, this is, this is on my list. And remember, we talked mm-hmm. about this a few weeks ago. I don't think there's any permitting in in Hattiesburg. Oh. I think you can build anything you want in Hattiesburg without a permit. Oh, I would hire me a home inspector in a New York second. Yeah, to, yeah. To check check everything okay. out. Yeah. So, so make sure one way or another that it's going to get inspected. It needs to. It yeah, needs it should. to be, yeah. Especially if it's any sort of structural thing. Well, and when you start looking at inspectors, make sure that they've got a contractor's license. I mean, okay. You know, I mean... And, and nothing against my home inspector buddies that, that don't have that, but I just have found it so valuable to have, and, and I'm getting ready to gear up for all our continuing education, you know, and go to these seminars and look at this stuff and new practices and how it's done and, you know, kind of how it's done in the industry. But, you know, you just want an inspector that's got more than just, you know, a, 
a, a tile that says home inspector. I right. would want like I, when you know we're ICC certified, we're contractors, we have we're a member of all these associations. Find an inspector in your area that is really staying in in tune with what's going on, and hire that person to kind of be your advocate in that situation. Good idea, okay. great idea, and good money spent. Yeah. Um, especially if you're going to spend 15 grand, another few hundred bucks on an inspector wouldn't be a bad thing. Not a bad idea. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Laura. We appreciate it. Got a couple of more to get to real quick before we end the show. Uh, Fletch is on the line in Starkville, and he's got a comment about concrete. Yeah, just want to expand on y'all's comment about a concrete artist. There absolutely are concrete artists, whether it's, you know, indoor, outdoor, floors. Right. There's certainly artists. But also what y'all said and what I appreciated learning from my son, who was doing a civil engineering internship with concrete, it's a science, too, and y'all mentioned it. It is. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely it is. The yep. water, yep. The, the material. Uh, he talked about him having to buy bags of ice. That's uh, right. Uh, now, chemistry plays in the concrete big time. Big mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Craig. Concrete, I appreciate that. It's more set and done. Uh, there's a lot more science in the concrete, but certainly an artist can do well with it. That's all right. Yeah, if you ever want to get uh, mired in that, just wiki concrete drying, because it's an yeah. incorrect statement to say concrete drying. It's hardening. Yeah. It doesn't got, dry. Yeah, yeah, and i got to tell you how happy I am somebody named Fletch called in. That's, That's true. Awesome. That's true. Yeah. What a great right. name. We, <laughs> well, let's go. we still got one minute. Craig is online in Biloxi, and you wanted to make a comment about contractors, Craig? Yes, uh, what about binding or non-binding contracts? And if you have small jobs, how about just hiring a uh, contractor hourly? And uh, I will take my comments off the air. Craig, that's not a bad idea. We do. My company does a lot of what we call cost-plus contracting, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's where we act as the GC. We get two or three bids for the owner. And then the owner sees every receipt, and we put our GC fee on on top of the cost, which would indicate the plus. Right. So, not 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 a bad way. It's it's really fair on both parties. Okay. Thanks a lot, Craig. We appreciate that. Man, what a show. Yes. That that was a it lot was of questions. It was, was very zippy. zippy. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up. We don't need to do it any more than that. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener this week was Lisa Lancaster. For Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. I'm sure that will be full of Facebook fun today. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.